Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care Centers. While supplies last, offer NZ3120. Here are some useful car tips you might not be aware of. A coffee filter and a little bit of olive oil can clean your interior. Who knew that? Removing excess weight from your car will improve gas mileage, and you can place your key fob to your chain to increase its range. Weird, right? Who the, I, I didn't know any of this stuff. I'm terrible with cars. but Well, here's another tip you also might know about. True car. It also helps people get used cars. That's right. True Car isn't just for buying new cars. With their certified dealer network and nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars, you'll enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying expense, whether you buy new or used. And with True Car, users can see what others paid. So they know if they're getting a good deal before they're buying. They're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with True Car certified dealers. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, check out True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. I'm going to tell Ellis because he needs it. Some features are not available in all states. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. It's that little chico pit bull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Mr. Fernandez, here we are again. Rule of two, coming in hot. Yeah. What's Episode happening Episode three, you? right? Episode three. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. 
pretty good. Yeah, the people like it. Yeah, what's popping in the world of Star Wars news? Anything uh, fun not, just off the top? Not a lot. I mean, you know, we got uh, there was a rumored um, hundred million price tag for the John Favreau series of live action Star Wars. So right. It'll be on the streaming service. And how many episodes? Ten episodes. Okay. So it breaks down to about ten million an episode. I'll take it. Yeah. I mean that's not a lot to talk about there. Uh what else? I mean uh I mean Todd Fisher, Carrie Fisher's brother, said that they will also use footage from The Last Jedi, unused footage of The Last Jedi to recreate Carrie Fisher's general organa in episode nine. So we're getting Force Awakens and Less Jedi yeah. footage. Okay. I mean, what are you talking about? I mean, yeah, I knew I'm, that. Look, I'm, look um, I'm pretty excited about that live action series. I'm not going to lie. Oh, me too. I think me Favreau. There, there's was, rumors that it's Mandalorian. It's oh, yeah? The Mandalorian Wars after Return of the Jedi. Okay, well, that makes me less excited. No. But what I am excited about is that uh, my friends at Sideshow Collectibles, mm. okay, send me over. An Anakin Skywalker hot toy. Oh. San Diego Comic Con special edition. Oh. When Anakin turns Sith, which is one of my favorite moments in cinematic history. Yeah. And we will be unboxing that tomorrow. You and me. Special video only on Collider. Nice. The unboxing. Of Sith Anakin, so uh, you just buried the lead there. Like yeah. we should have been talking about this the whole time. Yeah, I love that. All right, so look, rule uh, rule of two: golden lightsabers. Let's get it. Let's get to it now. are back. It is episode three, Rule of Two, here on the Jedi Council podcast feed, hosted by Podcast One. I am your host, Mark Yodi Riley, joined always by Mark Sidious. Yeah. How are you, sir? Look, first of all, yeah. I love the Yodi Riley name. I think it's a I great did, name. It's fine. It's a good name. It's, it's a, a good, good name. name. It's an iconic name, and it suits you. Yeah, okay? it's, it does suit me. I think I know where you're going with this, though. But this is the Rule of Two. <laughs> Okay, and the rule of two happens in a dark corner at the mm-hmm. Collider offices. It does. It's um, it's a podcast on the edge of our normal programming. The outer rim. Yeah, it's, an outer it's rim. the outer rim of programming <laughs> yeah. here at Collider. No well, video or anything. Yeah. This is only the podcast yeah. feed. Yeah, which and we like, love. look, maybe one day we'll graduate to video. And sure. I know a lot of the folks have been asking us, "Hey, is it going to be on the on the YouTube podcast channel?" Yeah, yeah. And the answer is, is that speaking of rules of twos. Uh, Christian Harloff has laid down the rule of video mm-hmm. when it comes to the podcast network, which right. I support. So right now it won't be on that channel. Yeah. Until we start rolling cameras, and maybe we'll get to that. But look, um, I oh. digress because we got to get to the important thing here. Oh, what's that? In the rule of two, it is imperative mm. that you get anointed <laughs> with a Sith name. Oh, I love the. I've never had a Sith name. This yeah. is interesting. Now, I do go immediately because I played Obi-Wan and the Emperor in the Ooh, Star Wars okay. trilogy and the play version. So I, I have dabbled in the Sith ways. Mm-hmm. But that's a good – you know what? We should put it out 
We should put it out to the listeners, right? Yeah. Now. I mean, look, the the listeners nailed it with Qui-Gon Zen. Yeah, Qui-Gon Zen. Yeah, Qui-Gon Zen. Even the, even the Phantom Dennis. The Phantom Dennis is also <laughs> awesome. Good. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, the, the, we have the most creative listeners who, who hang with us at Collider. So yeah, why not? Why don't we name Riley a Sith? Yeah. What is what is like we have Darth Harloff, obviously. Yep. I mean you're Mark Sidious, which is perfect. Um yeah, but let's put it out there. You guys listening right now who are obviously subscribing to the Jedi Council podcast feed where you can find Rule of Two and you're listening along at home and uh on this podcast one feed, why don't you hit me up at Riley Around and at Mark Fernandez seventy six on Twitter? Come up with a name for me. Yeah, yeah. We need a Sith Sith name. Sith name so I can, when we go in and we start recording, I go, welcome, young (laughs) listeners. Uh, And now you will see it is rule of two. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, look, we we need a Sith name for you. We don't know what it is. I've been racking my brain thinking like, oh, Darth Riley. Darth Riley. It's not not bad, but it doesn't have that creative edge that the fans give it when they give us a Qui-Gon Zen or... Yeah, Qui-Gon Zen. I mean, there's, yeah, Mark Sidious works so well. Then there's, what other Sith are out there? You know, Darth Maul, Mark Maul. Mark Maul. (laughs) But then you're Mark Sidious. Well, th- I mean that works too because you know Maul was an apprentice. But so. look, let's let the fans, who are obviously more creative than we are, yes, absolutely, come up with some ideas, and then hopefully for the next episode we'll we'll be able to anoint you, mm-hmm. and then we'll go through the whole ritual. Yeah, yeah. Where I'll tap you on the shoulders with, um, you know, my light up plastic lightsaber. <laughs> Perfect. And we'll say, the "From here, fellas, <laughs> you all blank." Duh. Right up. <laughs> yeah. I always do that. That was the thing I did in the Star Wars play when yeah. I was when we did the prequels because it was always so random for me. I know you're a you. I'm a prequelist too, but you love the prequels and Revenge mm. of the Sith being your favorite. But when Palpatine says, "Henceforth you'll be known as Darth <laughs> Vader," you like he had that ready. Yeah. But in the play, I played it random. Like he just pulls a name out of his. Yeah, ass. yeah, yeah. Look, that's been the big critique of that scene, which yeah. I think. Is fair to a point, but it's been outdone by ridiculous things like, oh, I guess we're Rogue One. Tell him Rogue One. Or, oh, no, what, what, what's that one? Oh, yeah, your name is Han uh, Solo. Uh, you're, what, yeah. you're traveling alone? Han Solo. Yeah, yeah oh. which is a travesty. I still like, I think that's the worst one, so I'm glad. That is the worst that one. That Darth Vader is no longer Vader's, the worst one. No, it's fine. Yeah. It, it, it works. It works in the contents of the movie. And, I mean, speaking of contexts of movies and Revenge of the Sith and Solo and all these movies, you had a great idea that yeah. we are going to do. And this, this episode, we teased it last week. Yeah. But this is the golden lightsaber. The golden lightsaber. It's brought to you by a red lightsaber. <coughs> a red, a yeah. red let's, lightsaber. Yeah. But, yeah, it is the, uh, the golden lightsaber. is very, very excited about it. Do you want to tell everybody how, how the rules work? Yeah, the rules work like this. So the golden lightsabers are essentially the Oscars for the Star Wars universe. And what I noticed in particular was that our tastes kind of intersect at times, but then they, they deviate, but that – the Golden Lightsabers, by coming up with nominations, here's what you get. Show one, the, the first part of this, there's two parts. The first one, we're going through best theme, best special effects, best lightsaber duel, best editing, best villain, best ending, and best opening crawl. That's what we're going to get to today. And next week is best picture, best director, best actor, best actress, best supporting and supporting actress, best screenplay. And then we're throwing in one last one. Best ship. Best ship. And, like, look, all of this is just an excuse 
to, for us to get real nerdy yeah. and talk Star Wars. Because it is a celebration. Yeah. When, you, when, when you start talking about the best, you start to come up with – like not – I mean in going through this, I would be – I'm like, ooh, that's, that's, that's a solo Star Wars – not solo, but – that's a Star Wars movie, so yeah. not not the saga. Ooh, that's a prequel movie. Ooh, that's an original truly. Ooh, that's a sequel. I found myself getting sweaty on all the movies. Yeah, because that's what's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Me you too. Got, you guys would would probably have a really fun time if we debate the nominations. We come up with four under each category, and then next week we finish it out with the with the final show, and then we're going to put up the poll somewhere. Where you guys can vote, and then we'll do a show where we can yeah get announce the, the winners and announce like, the winners and, and the winners we're gonna weigh uh, with three points. Mm-hmm. The rule of two will get one point each. I'll get a point. Mm-hmm. Riley will get a point. Right, and then the fans will get a point. Yeah, you know, so it'll be two one one two all three unanimous whatever. Yeah, uh, so the fans get a point. We get a. Uh, I get a point. You get a point. Yep, and we're gonna announce the golden lightsabers. And the golden you know, light, the golden lightsabers are a thing now, and people were excited because yeah. I started getting the hashtag. So thank you, everybody out there. Yeah, and especially for all the love that you guys are sharing with us, because it's it's really fun to see. Because the flagship show being Jedi Council and some of the best people working in the business today, in Darth Harloff, Ken Napsok, yeah. and whoever Absolutely. shows up there as a third panel. Sometimes it's me. Sometimes it's Perry. Sometimes it's Maud Garrett came in one time. We had uh, obviously Rosie Knight came in and a lot of good people on the main channel. So make sure you, of course, check out Jedi Council. But this is for you guys. This is a nice patio. Patio? Sure. Patio. Podcast. <laughs> audio version. Oh, of... dude, is, that what, is that where patio came from? Pod, is that patio? Is that an actual thing? <laughs> oh, I think that's I just, good, though. I just invented patio. it. Patio is not, first of all, patio is not bad. Hashtag patio Hashtag for all patio. those guys that are still with us listening. Yeah. And uh, look, without further ado, patio. let's get into best theme. Yeah, okay, so, let's do it. So the way that we're going to do it is that we're going to alternate. I'll start, then he starts. Yep. But I'm going to give you um, my... Four. Give me your four. Okay. And then you'll give me your four, mm-hmm. and then uh, we'll see which ones match. Okay. You know, maybe talk a little bit about those. Mm-hmm. See which ones don't, and then do the unfortunate thing, which is take out our respective lightsabers. Yep, and good, duel. Good, sir. Yep. And rattle them off until we have a winner. Exactly. We okay. need to come up with four. Now, automatically, if we share a, a nomination, that automatically goes in. So if you say, you know... Blah, blah, blah. And I go, hey, blah, blah, blah is on my nomination too. Boom, it's in the list. Yeah. It and then maybe, to- look, that's actually a great That's actually a great little tweak. If maybe if we get one of those, we can just talk a little bit about that one. Yeah. You know, just give our thoughts as to why we put it on the list. Yeah, absolutely. We got to do a little bit of, you know, uh, dialogue on why and the and the love and the, you know, the history and yeah, all that Yeah, before we get, stuff. so we get into the debate last. Yes, right, exactly. Fair enough. All right. So start us off with best theme. All right. So for me, best theme my number one nomination is the classic, you know, old Yeller herself, the Star Wars theme. The Star Wars crawl, you know, hard to argue with that. You know, there's there's very few music is this fascinating thing because it's ultimately only really twelve notes, mm. um, and you know, very limited variations of what you can do with those tones before they sound out of tune. Mm. Um, so it fascinates me in the history of humanity. There's been countless music. And music, like a good uh, memory or like a good joke or like a good math problem or whatever, sticks with you. Right. And I don't know if there's more iconic, strung together notes than compile the Star Wars theme. So I, it, I tend to agree with yeah, you. Yeah. So look, you know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get risky here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, Cody, pop in ten seconds. 
or five seconds, just give a little taste of that L- Star Wars theme. Little a little sip. Tip. Just little a little sip. sip, okay, without getting into trouble. Just a little sip. Okay. All right, so Star Wars theme, number that's, one. That's number one for you, okay? Give okay. me number two. Number two is, I think, the second most iconic piece of Star Wars music, which is the Imperial March. Hard to argue. You know, it's like if there was ever music that made you feel, okay, there's a bad thing. There's like a a, a kind of a – not an evil presence but a um, a powerful presence. Yes. You know, uh, one that that doesn't really mess around too much. A strict presence. It was those notes for me. So that's number two for me. Uh, I I totally agree. Okay. Number three, Mm. maybe my personal favorite. Of okay. all of them. Oh, okay. I like this. The Duel of the Fates. That's hard not to. You know, it's, it's hard. To, it, no, no, again, no, I, no, I am no, not no, disagreeing. No, no, no. Yeah, play any it, Cody. They're in the background, just a little bit. It's it's by far one of the best things to come out of the prequels, obviously. But, yeah, it is one of those themes. Yeah, it's one of those themes. I get it. And then four is my weird little dark horse. And this is going to be a curveball to a lot of people. Okay. But I friggin' love this theme and the music of it and how it makes me feel. Okay. And that's Ray's theme. From the Force Awakens, oh, so I know oh, that being the ardent prequelist oh. and original trilogy lover, mm. you know. But look, I I I watched all the movies again. You mm-hmm. know, I, I had to take an honest inventory. It's before, it's, it's the golden lightsabers for yes, Christ, you know, yes, yes. I mean, <laughs> we're talking about the golden lightsabers. They're, we're talking about the best. Yeah. So you got to you got to take emotion out of it and just say you got to take the whole thing in. Look, and for the record, uh, every single theatrically released movie is in play. For the Golden Lightsabers. Yeah. We didn't say that before, just just for the record. Right, right. If you have a theatrical release, even the Clone Wars, you are capable of being nominated. Yes, but that's the, that's a very important point um, because we can't, you know, obviously grab maybe some supplementary materials like, uh, you know, I think of Shadows of the Empire, which is this great video game that I played. Right. Had some new music put to it. Sure, sure, sure. Clone Wars, a TV show. Clone Wars, a TV show, obviously. But, yeah, we're sticking to movie releases. I got to tell you something, Dark Mark City is dark. <laughs> I don't even know where I'm going with that. Yeah, this is good. This um, is, see, this yeah, is only I, one topic. You know? we, anyway. we share two nominations. Oof. So we that means we're going to get some debate. Which ones do we share? Let's just talk about those real quick. Imperial March. Okay. And Ray's Theme. Wow. I wow. did. I had to put Ray's Theme. Ray's Theme grew on me after so many years, and I went and saw uh, John Williams two years ago. When it was after Force Awakens, and he said, "I am in love with this theme," and and this was before he did this is so two years ago, he said, "I'm about ready to go back to start scoring Last Jedi," and and he said, "I won't let anybody do it because of Daisy Ridley and Ray. I love that theme," and he played it live, and it is it's one of those themes that just it keeps popping up in my in my music because I I put yeah. all my favorite themes yeah and Star Wars and otherwise. I grow very impressed with Riley for one secret magic power that he has. Oh, what's that? Okay, it's one of I his. Like that. It's one of his force powers. Ooh, I like that. Riley, unbeknownst to many people, mm. actually has a good ear. Okay? Oh yeah, yeah. And you have a good tone. Thank you. Right. Yeah, so yeah. 
I'm musically inclined. Yeah. So can you give us a little bit of the race theme? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, look so, at that. Listen, it's, it's great. It's so great. Like, it's yeah. like, it's just when it opens up with her and the Star Destroyer. It's like, first it's silent. Yeah. You know, and then you get in, and then she pulls off her goggles and it's like, and it just it just fills yeah. me with this wonder yeah. because that's what Ray is in that particular moment. So and like when she's cruising down the dune, on her, na, 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 na. and then that yeah. big long shot of her going across the Jakku Desert, and you see the fallen star destroyer. Yeah, yeah, very well you, done. It is so it's gorgeous. Look, so that I theme. I still stand by the fact that I think the Force Awakens was incredible. And I'll say yeah. it right now, incredible up until the point <clears throat> mm. where Han Solo shows up. Oh, really? That, that to me is where it starts falling apart. Oh, so you get you with the nostalgia character coming in. Yeah, and Han look, Solo, and, Harrison Ford. And no Harrison less. Ford is going to be a very controversial part of this list. Oh. I mean, we're giving you a little preview now. I love this. Okay. Because okay? Harrison Ford is, is a player in the Golden Lightsabers. Of course he is. He showed up to the awards. He's wearing a he's wearing his best like fluffy winter jacket, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, there's there's celebrities coming out to this thing. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. We All got right. we brought him back from the dead. He's All right, coming. So race theme is in. Race theme is in, and the imperial march is in. And the imperial march is in. For me, the imperial march, um, when I realize it's true power. Mm-hmm. Okay, like not only like do you hear that song, and then uh, you're like, okay, wow, this is awesome. Mm. But it's when you start hearing that march outside of the context of Star Wars. Yes. And it still has great power. So I grew up in Manhattan, and then you go to Yankee Stadium, you pay $8 for the bleachers, right? And it was $8 fixed. Like, no matter what the game was, what the sellout was, if there were uh, bleacher seats, you can only buy them at a little door outside the bleacher entrance for 8 bucks. I feel like I know where you're going with this. But every game at Yankee Stadium, they play the Imperial March. When the other team comes out? No, no. When uh, when they come out, really? When the fuck? No. What are you talking? When the other team comes out, you've because obviously was, never been to New York because that's what. No. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. The Yankees being the the empire. Of course, of the baseball. Yankees are the empire. I got it because yeah. for me, it's sports again. Yeah, yeah. Give us a little Imperial March. Dun 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 dun. Everybody knows this. Come yeah. on, you're doing it at home right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Because what the reason I brought it up because. Okay, I'm a USC Trojan football guy. Okay. When a bad thing happens, like fumble, interception. Okay, okay. They play the Imperial March. Mm, interesting like, how it has dif- different... Dual meanings here. Dual meanings that, in dual coasts. But yeah. the point is, is that this is a, a musical piece that defines... It's iconic. It's it iconic. Goes, it goes... It, it's become bigger than Star Wars. Yes. Is that well you said. play yeah. it... And you know you're dealing with a villain. You know you're dealing with an evil entity. You're dealing with an overwhelming odds. Yeah. Like with the Yankees. Yeah. And look, it's all about – it's really – for me – and look, I've made this mistake talking uh, Star Wars with my friends. I often call this Vader's theme. Yeah, a lot of people do. You know, and like – look, there's no secret. Darth Vader is my favorite character in the history of storytelling. I think he's he's up there. He's, I mean, just, that's just a personal thing, but yeah. you know, he's my favorite character from Anakin to Darth yep. and, you know, and back to Anakin. Um, and that song, it's like you see him walking down 
with the confidence of an empire. Yep. You know? Uh, anyway. So you the, have that great shot when the, the Star Destroyer, when we first – because Imperial March wasn't introduced until Empire Strikes Back. We Ooh, never. First of all, that is a very you know like. Never and I got, just saw them. I didn't even realize. Yeah, that. we never got in, in a New Hope. You know what the theme was for Darth Vader? It was like just a very short. It was kind of like a DSRA, which is the like the Death Notes, which is like bum 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 bum. Like it's yeah, this, yeah. So it, so first of all, look. I, I I hope you guys are recognizing Riley's power of music. It's a great power oh, to yeah. have. I, I I you know a lot of you guys out there know my my affinity for scores, soundtracks. Do you, I do you play to, any instruments? I play the piano when I can. Yeah, and I'm self-taught. So what if I and I did this as a, as a kid when I was listening to Star Wars, I would go do 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 do. Ooh, I know. I just figured that out, and then I would fill in the rest. Great. So, so, so you have a good ear. I have a good ear. So good. Good. All right, we got to get moving along because we're yeah. only on the first one here. This is not good. But we have Imperial March and Ray's theme that were kind of shared. But I might have to change this up, even though I said if we share some list because here's mine: Binary Sunset, the Force theme. That okay. is when Hummet, Luke, Hummet. Ha- Luke gets he he's told by Uncle Owen he can't he he's got to stay around he can't go join and do all these things so he goes out and dun 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 right right so it's like a variation on the Star Wars theme it's it's at one point it was designed as Obi-Wan's theme and then what Lucas noticed when when they were doing a scratch session with John So are we John officially Williams, debating here or are we just giving the nominees? No, I need to finish my nomination. Okay, okay, so okay, the okay. Binary Sunset, which became the Force theme, yep. which has now been used in every single movie, which is at one point was Obi-Wan's theme. But Lucas, rightly so, looked to Williams and said, we're missing something here with, with Luke as he's looking out at the, at the dual sunset on Tatooine in New Hope. And so Williams said, hey, what about Obi-Wan's theme? And he played the da na 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 na, and that stuck, and so yeah. that became the Force theme. So anytime they're yeah. referencing the Force, yeah. that is by far my favorite Star Wars theme. Yeah. It just it resonates with me so strongly. Okay, so that's that one. Okay. I had Imperial March, Princess Leia's theme, is my next nomination. Okay, so I have Imperial March, the Force hum that theme. One. Hum that one just so I have it. In Princess my head. Leia's theme. Uh, um, uh, how to say? Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. And then, of course, I had Ray's theme. Now, I had some notes here. Yoda's theme was almost in there. The asteroid chase theme from the uh, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was almost in there. And Emperor's theme, almost threw that in there as well. Yeah, yeah. It's so a those great are my one. nominations. It's a great one. You, you know, know, I'm going to love that one. Yeah, but. you notice I have two. But we're main... talking about the golden lightsabers here, so right. let's get let's get into the so, debate. Here we go. I think it's safe to say that the Imperial March stays. Imperial March stays. Imperial March, boom, that's in there. Now here's where I want to go into a little bit of debate because I'm looking at Duel of Fates. I'm looking at your Star Wars theme. And I'm looking at Ray's theme, which you did nominate. Yeah. And I have Ray's theme. Yeah. But Ray, so Ray's theme should go in based on our own rules. Yes, Ray's theme should go in based on our rules, which I'm going to put it in there. But there's a part of me that now wants to, to incite the conversation, the historical nature of some of these themes. Mm. I mean, is it good that we're including a theme from the sequel trilogy? Yes. But what about the – okay, so now – but how do we get to – does it mean – 
we're going to lose the Star Wars theme, or we're going to lose the Duel of Fates, or we're going to lose the Force theme, which right. I think so, would be I, – I think that it would be ridiculous if the Force theme, the Binary Sunset, is not a list in this nomination. Okay, so first of all, you make a, you make a very, very good starting point. Now, right? let, me, let me give you some of my thoughts. Okay? <laughs> well, allow me to retort. <laughs> yeah. So look um, – the binary stars theme is that what it's called? Binary sunset. The binary sunset. Yeah, or the force theme. This it's, it's is probably the most used version of Star Wars music mm. when it comes to promoting the new movies. Right. Okay. Yes. Um, so it's obviously highly effective. Okay? Yes. It's a great and. and it's become actually the de facto Star Wars theme. Yeah. You it, can play, do- it, it probably is played the most yes. in all the movies. So it's a de facto Star Wars theme. Is yeah. that fair to say? I would say it's fair. Right? Mm-hmm. But. Oh, there's a but. Damn it. If you look at what it is, musically speaking, okay, mm-hmm. for the golden lightsaber, oh. the best theme. Yes. Okay. Is it is a musically a derived piece from Star Wars theme. It's using the same exact notes, right? In a in a different, um, you know, um, it's a different arrangement because you go do 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 right. That's the main theme. Do 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 do. It kind of travels off. Right. It goes in a, almost a negative direction. It goes down the scale and up. Again, to kind of show the moving and the shaking right. and the but moving of the force. between that and the binary sunset, the hook of the binary sunset are the same notes from the Star Wars theme. Mm, is it? I bet it is. So, 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 do the binary sunset one. And it's at the throne room at the end of New Hope. They play with a little bit of jazzier uh, kind of tempo. As they're walking up the aisle, and then Luke looks at Leia and she smiles and pulls out the medallion and yeah, it was rearranged. So isn't that the same? Look, first of all, I understand the power of this song and. The reason I didn't have this in there is because I've always thought about it as a as a you're derived. The, you're feeling like it's connect. It, it's already connected to the main theme. I, yes, I feel like it's already part of the main theme because it's like a it, it, it's like a child of the main theme. I think that those two songs are are connected with each other musically. They do share a lot of the same notes. It's just the arrangement, yes. obviously. But I see them as two very different themes okay because when you talk about the force that's, when you that's talk fair. about the force that's fair they play that like when ray is learning from luke on octu you hear that yeah, play a little yeah, bit yeah um, but here's here's where i'll counter just a bit yeah in force awakens this is one of my favorite uses of the star wars theme your theme poe is taken by finn into the little side area and he goes and it's like an echo of luke rescuing leia mm. and he pulls off he pulls off – Finn pulls off his helmet and goes, you're going to help me get out of here. And you hear the da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And that's yeah. – for me, it's – the Star Wars theme signifies the adventure, the, the pureness of the movies. Yeah. The pureness of the adventure and how 
that will play just like when Luke's jumping off the sail barge and getting the lightsaber. Yeah. What plays? Not the Force theme. Right. It's the Star Wars dun, theme. Dun, yeah, yeah, dun, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. Luke's back. Return of the Jedi. And he yep. gets the lightsaber. And he takes off all of Jabba's people. It, it usually plays. It even plays during the trench run. It plays, you know, in a, a lot of very heroic moments, that music plays. Mm. And by counter, to, by contrast, when there's a deep moment talking about the Force, the living, breathing Force... The force theme plays, so they're kind of two different things. That's yeah. my opinion. Look, first of all, you've convinced me. Oh, good. That um, I was going to leave this podcast if we couldn't <laughs> get it on. There. No, no, but this is. Um, <laughs> so look, I am willing to part with one of my nominations for the binary for the force sun. theme. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my, I, my work here is done. At hold least. on. Is it bi- what's it called again? Binary. Binary sunset or force theme, uh, or force theme. Yeah, it's the binary sunset. If I just put it into so binary sunset, yeah, All right, so sheet music, tat, tattoo, yeah, binary sunset, the force theme, there it is. Okay, the, but so now, um, and I look because look, and I've been playing guitar for a very very long time, so I'm also musically inclined. But mm. you, and in, in a fair opening battle, mm-hmm. okay. You've flexed your musical muscle yeah, of yeah. this stuff. Good. And, and you've made me realize that Star Wars theme and this Force theme are actually two distinctively different pieces of music. That both are working feeling. off the same notes and the yeah. same theme and I the mean, same... They share, they share yeah. a scale. They're obviously related. Yeah, they share a scale or, mm-hmm. or whatnot, right? Yeah. Um, but I do believe that the other song... Is worthy of a golden lightsaber. Which one? Uh, the binary sun. The oh, the binary sunset. Yeah. Okay. So, so right now we have Imperial March. Yeah. Ray's theme, binary sunset. But where I thought you were going with this, and look, we're only in the first topic, which is bad. But yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll rush through the next ones. Yeah. Uh, but um, are you proposing getting rid of Ray's? Here's the thing, because the Star Wars theme, to your point now, to kind of flip the script, the Star Wars theme. Is so iconic. Yeah, I mean, it's like and I have already given. It's one of the most iconic pieces of music I believe in the history of mankind. Right, and then when you brought up Duel of Fates, see, already I'm willing to let go of Princess Leia's theme. Okay, because yep, I, and I'm willing to accept. Yeah, the binary because sun. because I'm also looking at the fact that you brought up the Star Wars theme as being you know a nomination and, and the most iconic of all of them, which I agree with. Maybe just I, maybe even the Imperial March is more iconic. Who knows? Depending on the day. But the Duel of Fates, yeah. even though it wasn't on my, yeah. my nomination, yep. it's so iconic in its own right now. You yeah, know what I it mean? really is. It really is. So that's what's interesting to me is that I was willing to concede and maybe even get rid of Ray's theme yeah. in order to put Duel yeah. of Fates I'm with you. in there. I'm with you. So this is exactly what – and this is what we call like uh, we were talking about today, the loyal opposition, right? Right. You can have two sides of an argument. Mm-hmm. And you can have uh, opposition, mm-hmm. but you're loyal to the same cause. I'm loyal to the cause of that there, – because there's something about our nominations for this in particular where I realized when you said Duel of Fates, I go, yeah. I mean it's one of those – it became – I remember the music video. Yeah. I remember like people humming it. It, it shows up again in um, Attack of the Clones. It shows up again yeah. in, in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. And people know the name. And they know the name, yeah, so. which is very strange for a Star Wars song, right? Like, if you like, go ahead and name a few Star Wars songs. 
Duel of the Fates is coming out of everybody's mouth. Yeah, the Imperial March, I would say the Star Wars theme. I, I, would, I would argue that Binary Sunset Force theme is known by some, a lot of the sweaties. I did look. I'll be honest with you. I, I of course know the music. I sure. did not know the name of it. Yeah, I always associated it as a slower version of the Star Wars theme. And it's funny because it's it's an actual track listing on the original soundtrack, Binary Sunset Force theme. So all right, so we have Imperial March, Binary Sunset, the Force theme, Star Wars theme, and Duel of Fates. I mean, that's if we just say that one more time. Say that one more time. Imperial March. Yeah. Binary Sunset, the Force theme, the Star Wars theme, and Duel of Fates. Yeah. That would be the four. Because I conceded immediately to get rid of Princess Leia's theme. Yep. But that might be – it's because it's a personal favorite of mine. But when I look at the iconic nature of some of these things where you cannot go anywhere without – I mean there's only one golden lightsaber. There's only one golden lightsaber. So let's lock those in. We got the Star Wars theme. We got rid of Ray's theme even though – even though it was on both both of ours. Yeah. So we broke the rules already. We broke the rules immediately. (laughs) And then we'll just put that as – Ray's themes, Yoda's themes, Asteroid Chase, Emperor's theme, and uh, what, what else? Uh, Ray's or Princess Leia's theme. We're all kind of honorary mentions. Yeah. You guys, you can tweet at us, tell us we're crazy. All right, we're moving on now. We got those locked in. Yeah. Best special effects scene. I will go first because of the fact that you went first last time. We'll have to rush through these. Yeah. Uh, or, well, we're or, not going to rush through or, these. Or, or, look, or look, at the end of the day, Mm. One of my favorite lines in the history of cinema, and I'm going to go off canon here. Oh, okay, I like this. Is, is wait a minute, I got a time machine here. <laughs> I can do anything I want. Yeah, and like this is the beauty of the rule of two. Yeah, is that when you sit in this room, we can do whatever the hell we want. That's okay? very true. We and can like, do look, exactly ultimately, what we, we just we did the golden lightsabers to talk Star Wars. So look, if we run too much past over an hour. Yeah, we'll just stop it and we'll make it three or four shows instead of two. It is what it That's is. It's the it. golden lightsabers. We got to take this very seriously. We're taking it very seriously. We can do whatever the hell we want. That's yeah. what we're saying here. <laughs> right. All right, so we're going back to the best FX, or so to yeah. speak, yeah. the best so, so, special so you effects. Start. You start. I have number one: the final battle of Return of the Jedi, which is the space battle leading up to the end when they take out the third or the second. Okay, so, so if we were to call it the space battle. At the end of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, space battle or final battle, Return of the Jedi. The uh, the Lando and the little dude yep. in the Millennium Mean, Falcon. Um, yep, yep. Because when they turn, you know, it's like, it's a trap! And they turn and look and it's there's beautiful. all these ships. It's beautiful. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it took it to the next level. Yeah. Okay. Then I have the trench run, New Hope. Yep. Because it's the trench run of the New Hope. Yeah. It is by the design the most iconic thing you've ever seen yeah. in a long, long time. That, did you ever play that video game? Oh yeah, with, with it's like the weird graphics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and you yeah, have to yeah, shoot vector. It. It's called vector-based polygons. Yep. Oh, I yeah, play that a, all the time. Yeah. Uh, my third nominee is Battle of Hoth, which is the Walkers. Okay. And then my last, which might surprise a lot of people, but I'm going there because I know Tarkin and Rogue One. Yeah. Tarkin, I'm sorry. I yeah. know that some people had the Uncanny Valley, and I do. I do see the fact that we're not completely there with that Uncanny Valley. But you have to admit, they yeah. brought back Peter Cushing. It was awesome. It, 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 it was incredible. It was I awesome. cannot at least yeah. nominate it. So, okay. I will go and say that I, we only share one. We okay. only share one. Okay. And so there's going to be a lot of debate, and we might have to, you know. Um, we have to concede and, and do and, a, and take our time because yeah. it's the golden lightsabers. It you is. Know? And if you, like, even if you think about it as a headline on a podcast, Mm-hmm. Best special effects in Star Wars. That's a standalone thing. You can talk about that forever. Okay? Oh, yeah. 
best special effects scene. So for me, I share one with you. Okay. And that's uh, and that's Tarkin. Hey, look Rogue at that. One. We got a Star Wars story yeah. making a nomination. I think it's cool yeah. to say that that's on there. Yeah, that's – and. Um, that's one that it's like, how will we talk ourselves out of it? Then? Yeah, I, we can't really talk ourselves out of it. And I'll, I'll tell you one thing, and this is actually really important to me when it comes to the new movies. Mm. Um, so if you look at every Star Wars film from episode one to episode six, they all had a responsibility to the medium of cinema yeah. to advance the medium forward, mm-hmm. right? So if you think about when we were younger and, and you thought about Star Wars – the first thing you thought about was, oh, my God, the special effects were incredible. Like, how yeah. did they do that? Yeah. You know, the miniatures, all these beautiful things that they created. The second mm-hmm. thing you, th- you know, thought about was THX. Yeah. You know, exactly. like, like, you know, my man is creating new ways that you can listen to movies. This is George Lucas I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Then, you know, as you learn more about cinema, you learn more about Star Wars, you start hearing about this thing called ILM, mm. you know, and yeah. ILM because they're doing the special effects now for all these other big movies, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, and then the prequels roll, roll around, right? Mm-hmm. And you have Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. The first fully realized digital character in, in, yeah. in movies. He before, started that. Yeah. Before that, you had uh, in the Abyss, you had that head. Oh, yeah. You had Terminator 2. Yep. You know. Jurassic uh, Park. Um, a Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jurassic Park wasn't like an actor. You know, like right, like right. like, like Jurassic Park was like motion capture. Yeah, 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 motion capture performance, um, and that was the first time you saw that. Right? right, right. It was also the first time, and I believe I don't know if it's one or two, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna kick myself for not getting it right, but I believe it's also the first major theatrical release digital movie. You have Phantom Menace. Yeah. Yes. It, is it Phantom or, or, or Attack Clone? of the Clones? It might be Clones. I'm I not think sure. It's, clones. it's one of those two. Um, but again, advancing the entire concept of cinema forward you know and you know i believe that even with 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 revenge of the sith it's lesser known but it's equally very important he was fascinated with the idea of recreating particle physics in in um in digital oh god that's right with the lava this yes yeah with the lava and the lava actually is all fully digital and it looks like friggin' lava you know it's it's to this day it looks amazing so when I see these new movies, there's so much of these new films. And, yeah, of course, they're executed perfectly and they're beautiful and blah, blah, blah. But they're not really pushing cinema forward. With no. the ex- they're no. not. They're, they're happy enough just doing the latest. It's right. not like and you're seeing something new. And I, I would say that they – though they did do that with Rogue One. With That's Tarkin. my point. Right. This is like – like like I see what you're saying. This is a 10-minute preamble <laughs> right. to, to giving credit where credit is due right. to Gareth Edwards and everybody involved in the making of that film. Tony Gilroy. Who Tony did some, Gilroy. Yeah, some reshoots. And, you know, um, they were trying to push cinema forward with that movie. They really were and they kept that yeah. so and that's why secret. John Knoll who, who came up with the idea for Rogue One and pitched it to Kathleen Kennedy. I remember him doing an interview that said – we we're not showing all our cards. There's yeah. there's one that we want to see, and even more so. I thought Princess Leia at the end of Rogue I agree. One I mean, she doesn't was, look as good. She doesn't look as good, but it's still fascinating. But it was like it, it just ties it so well together yeah. that you're able to make that leap. Yeah. Like my mother thought, how did they get Peter Cushing back? Now she didn't go. Is he dead? Is he alive? She just really was wondering. She knew there was technology involved. Yeah. But it it see it was seamless for her. Dude, I gotta be honest with you, man. I didn't 
I saw it, I believe, opening night. I actually saw it with Johns, and we're, I'm watching it. And Johns had, I guess, already seen it once or something, so right. he already knew what was coming. And when I saw Tarkin up there, <coughs> I'm like staring at Johns, like what, like what, what the fuck? Did that just happen? Like, yeah, like I was fooled. Yeah, you know, I got across the uncanny valley for about a solid ten seconds. Yeah, like that's I, in, I, I did too. You know, and and uh, anyway, so. That's in. That's in. That's okay. In. Good. Right. We're we're in agreed there. Now, give me your other three nominations. All right. So my other three nominations are obviously these are going to be very predictable. <laughs> I have, but I have I'm imagining. But uh, oh, actually, I think we have another one in common uh, because I also have the trench run. Oh well, good. Yeah. So trench look, run. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. The 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 trench run for me where where it blows my mind mm-hmm. is. How it went, goes from this grand scale of you flying over or, or around the Death Star right. into the surface of the Death Star mm-hmm. and seeing those towers and then into the trench. Yeah, and it becomes the World War II dogfight that Lucas had in his head. With him and, and, and Vader, right? Because yeah. it's him, oh. Vader, and there's another guy in there who starts off with them. Oh, it's yeah. Luke and another dude. It's Luke and Biggs, and then Biggs gets taken out, and then right. Wedge is, sorry, can't do any good. You can't get any good back there, Wedge, sorry. And he flies off, and then it's Luke by himself. Yeah, use I get the force, it. Luke. Use the force, Luke. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So you're so, right. Okay. So, so we have on that. So, Trench so, Run and, and Tarkin and Rogue One. Right now, we're yeah. off to a good start. What are your other two? All right. My other two are, and this is going to be um, a really kind of a deep cut, I think. Okay. But like it's, it. in, it's from Attack of the Clones. Ooh. Um, when Django Fett is oh, is being chased mm-hmm. is being chased by Obi Wan Kenobi. Yep, and they're flying through this amazing space like area with planets and all kinds of stuff. And, and you're talking about the Sonic Death Charge. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Sonic Death Charge. Now, I, I, I can, I like the sound design. Yeah, of that yeah. sonic charge. I, that's fair. It, it is. It, it is a good melding of the sight and the sound. But the the effects, you know, they're there. Of yeah, course, they're yeah. there. The prequels are there. They're there. But when I think of, I mean, I could even, I could have even put the um, the asteroid field from Empire in mm. there because I thought that was amazing. Because again, you're using practical effects, mm. and now we have digital. But that's beside the point. We're not debating just yet. So I have the sonic. Death charges yeah. and yeah. attack of the clone. And I can then- tell that I'm not going to win this one, um, <laughs> but I do love this scene because you know what? You convinced me about one thing. It is very reliant on the sound design. The sound is very reliant. If we had a sound design category, it would be you know like that it would, would be a no brainer. Yep. Yeah, I mean it, it is like obviously the lightsabers and the greatest sound design of all time. We but- might have to add best sound at one point, best sound effect. Yeah, yeah. we'll see how these roll. We'll yeah. see how the fans like it. Look- I mean, we're only through two of these, and we're already a half hour into this episode. So, <laughs> so look, the fans might not even like this, but look, yeah. we, got a, we got a time machine here, man. Yeah, we, I have a time machine. Yeah. Out yeah. of the DeLorean? Yeah. Okay, what's your last one? All right, so my last one is one that I'm going to fight for heavily because I, I love this scene. Okay. And it's the Battle of Coruscant. <sighs> That's good. You know, it's Revenge of the Sith, um, you know, opening crawl down and like that, that music that, that you music. probably remember. Like, <laughs> yeah. And here you go, force theme. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, come the on. You guys theme. remember this scene and like it's just nonstop. I, I got an idea. 
It's nonstop. I got an idea because we're already in agreement on Tarkin and Trench Run. Yeah, we right? got two. We got two. We got two. I'll concede and put in the Coruscant. Yeah. We get rid of Attack of the Clones, and then we just have to decide between Battle of Hoth and Final Battle of Return of the Jedi. Okay. So we compromise. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. We All essentially right. compromise. All right, so now we just got to debate those two. Yeah. And my vote between those two would be the final battle in Return of the Jedi. Okay. And this is where we differ. I put Hoth, but I okay. You said something on uh, off air. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. And this is my use thing. It, use it as your point because yeah. it's a good point. So if you watch the Battle of Hoth, mm-hmm. it is an incredible scene. You know what? I'm going to change my mind. Ooh, I like that. And I'll tell you why I'm going to change my mind. Okay. Because I actually just saw Empire. It was actually the last one in my rewatch. I saw yeah. it last night. Um, the Adats. Yeah. The Adats are groundbreaking. It, it's exactly why I went there. Yeah, I was the, almost going to concede and say, you know what? Return the Jedi. Yeah, because my wrong. point was, and this was my nitpick at it, is that when you look at the film, maybe it's actually it's a strike on the editing more than it is on the special effects. But they reuse a lot of the same shots. Right. And, and like in, in movie making, that's kind of like a big no-no. Yeah. You know, but like it's, it's a very antiquated way of doing action set pieces is reusing the same shots. Yeah, and I and I know those shots too. I've watched Empire probably hundreds of times. Yeah, yeah. And you can kind of spot them. Um, yeah, you can spot when them. It's, it's the it's it's when they're escaping and you see the same kind of rebels running along the ground yes, doing yes, the same exactly, thing. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And, and I get it. Um, but the thing about the Battle of Hoth is one, it was done on location. Yeah. So now yeah, yeah, now yeah. I know there. I'm with you. I, you know what? I'm with you. The Battle of Hoth. They had to. They had to mat out against a white backdrop, which they'd never done before at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, they yeah. would mat them out on space, and, and like those little get, like like snow speeders are fucking incredible. Ooh, yeah. sorry. Oops, swear jar. We yeah. got it. That's all right. You know what? It's fine. Yeah, um, but but those little yeah those little speeders are incredible. The speeders are incredible. The designs of the Adat, the way that they shot it, like to actually shoot all those guys, the extras, like. In snow, like so, you, you it's a perfect match of practical effects and and uh, the practical effects and being on location and and making it look for the time 1980 seamless yeah. at that time. Yeah, all and right. I, look, the end of like Return that. of the Jedi is nice, but yeah, the uh, the Battle of Hoth is more iconic and it's more revolutionary. I, I'm with you on that. So all let's right, go. so we got it: Tarkin and Rogue One, Trench yep. Run from New Hope, Coruscant Battle, Revenge of the Sith, and Battle of Hoth for Empire Strikes Back. Damn, I like it. That's a power. That's like that's a good one. You can make an argument that they're all winners. They're I mean, all they're winners. all winners, but they could all win a golden lightsaber. Oh, I wonder what's going to win. Yeah. I, I have a feeling a it's Trench Run because it's, it's such a classic. Yeah. We're putting it out there. When I say I have a feeling, it's because you guys are going to vote on this finally. Yeah. All right. So we're going on to our third category, which oh, boy. is best yeah, lightsaber this is a, you can't, duel. Look, look, this is what I've been waiting for, so we can't rush through this one. <laughs> of course not. No. We're, we're 30 minutes in, yeah, 35 yeah. and some change. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? This might be an hour and a half podcast. Who cares? All right. All right, so you're up with nominations. All right, so, um, all right, so best lightsaber duel. My mm-hmm. nominations. Are, okay, and this is a tricky one. Okay, because I actually feel that it's one nomination, even though I have it as two. Okay, okay. okay. I'm gonna have to hear it to understand what you mean. Yeah. So at the end of Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. and, I, and and I think to me that this is gonna be. A surprising uh, landslide winner. I'm okay. predicting that right now. Ooh. That the best lightsaber fight in the history of Star Wars is Obi Wan and Anakin. You know. Yeah. Now, 
I, I disagree, but I think they know that yeah. about me. I'll, I'll tell yeah. you why. But mechanically speaking, mm-hmm. it is a it is the lightsaber duel to end all lightsaber duels. Yeah, the right? most choreography, I would say. Yeah, the most choreography. Like, you know, it's brother locations. on brother. Yeah. You know, it's like the blue, mm-hmm. um, the scene uh, echoing Empire Strikes Back. Tell me, yeah. When when they're in the hallway. Oh God, yes. And, and they're going up and down. Yep, there's and, the there's the echoes. And, Absolutely. And the anger that you get from Anakin, which is the anger that you've been waiting all film to see. Right. And this is why I almost forgive not seeing him slaughter the Jedi in the temple, which is what we've always been told we were going to see that we never got to see. We never got. Yeah. But we did get to see an epic fight between brothers. Yeah. Okay. Between brothers. I, I agree. You know? I, I agree with this being nominated. This was almost a nomination for me. Okay. I will say that. All right. So anyway, but this scene, this magical scene, is actually intercut with another lightsaber duel. Yoda and, and Sidious. Yoda and Sidious, right? So this is something I have them now as two different nominations. I have Anakin and Obi-Wan, and I have Sidious and Yoda as a separate nomination. Okay. Because... Seeing Sidious and Yoda fighting in the Senate room, in the empty Senate room. is crazy. I mean, that's a visual moment. That it's, it's fun. If you watch it, it's going to haunt you forever. It's going to like, this is what Star Wars visually is capable of doing. Right. You know, He's using the force to throw the Senate chairs yeah, at Yoda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and He's like, just cackling. Ah, Yoda ah, jumping ah, around all over him doing all these pirouettes. And, yep. the, and, the, and the Emperor keeping up with every single blow. Yeah. With that red lightsaber, with the green lightsaber. I mean, it's, it's absolutely epic. Yeah. Um, so those are two nominations. Now, here's a question. Is that one nomination or is that two? I would say it's two. It's two, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I have, it, a, you dual, know, I have it as two. It's, it's one section of the movie, for sure, but it's two different duels. So I, I, think, I think judges ruling, yeah, I think it's two. All right. All so, right. So it's two. All right. So here's my third one. Okay. They're all going to be prequels, aren't they? My third one is Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker Okay. in Return of the Jedi. Can't the throne room, Return of the Jedi, that is one of them I have in there. Yeah, I mean, well. that's, that's the best lightsaber scene that, in my opinion, the original trilogy was able to give us. And mm. they worked up to it. You know, it's like one thing about Lucas that I think is such, so incredible about him as a filmmaker and a lesson for us all to learn and actually something that I, I equate also to the great Sam Hauser, who I had the pleasure of working for at Rockstar Games, is that when you create something, mm-hmm. right, you got you to gotta know where you're going, right, which yeah. is the thing that we, you know, uh, critique the new movies for. Right, right, um, exactly. But you also got to know that you got to be pragmatic to get there. Yes. You know, that you got to take steps to get there. So the lightsaber stuff is introduced and it works in episode one. It's this, it's the weapon of the Jedi Knight, right? right? But you don't really see it used much outside of the training inside the Millennium Falcon and then that funny fight between Vader and Obi-Wan, right? Right. You know, which is the other Vader-Obi-Wan, right? It's like, yeah, you know, they, but they actually it's, fight. It, it's you know a, why? It's because it doesn't match up. With, like, you, you basically had an older gentleman in Alec Guinness. Sure, sure. You know, so but the point is, is that you knew once the first movie came out that this was a good thing. Yeah. Right. So you go. So so you go deeper in yeah. on it. Right. Mm-hmm. So by episode uh, three, or I'm sorry, episode six, 
the lightsaber fighting is much more complicated right. than it was even in Empire Strikes Back, right? And then even more so when you get to the prequels. Right, even more so when you get to the prequels. Yeah. And then the, the end of it is you got, you know, these two guys there. So anyway, episode six, Darth and Luke. Okay. And then my fourth, your last one. Okay. My last nomination, I mean, one that I think will be one of those kind of Amadeus-type movies that will get continue to get nominated mm-hmm. as time goes on and this list goes on of the Golden Lightsabers. Okay. And that's the actual duel of the fates mm. between... Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. Qui-Gon, Darth Maul, and Obi-Wan. Yes. That's on there for mine. And, I mean, from the moment that you uh, see... Darth Maul show up at the hangar and uh, everybody else leaves and it is just Obi-Wan and, and Qui-Gon mm-hmm. and they go at them, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and Maul is, is like holding them off to all the way where you get Maul behind the, you know, the uh, ray shields or whatever, those uh, red shields. Yeah, you say. and he's like a caged animal and he's pacing yeah, back and forth just, and Qui-Gon just Incredible. Meditates. The whole Just thing meditate. is absolutely incredible. It, it's and again, it, it it somewhat echoes a new hope in that Obi Wan watches his own mentor being killed by a Sith. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but but obviously, it's two Jedi at full strength. Yeah, taking except Obi Wan has the strength to be able to get revenge at the moment. I'll never forget seeing uh, just another trailer of Obi Wan taking on Maul, and just the move he does where there's like. Yeah. Maul comes in for a he for goes, a gong, kill, gong, gong. Yeah. and and he gets Obi Wan like at the front, but then he comes around because he got, got the dual yeah. right. He's got the double bladed, and he comes around to try to get Obi Wan in the back, but Obi Wan just blocks and blocks it in the yeah, back, yeah. and it it's was a, an incredible choreography. So Phantom Menace okay. and Throne Room, Return of the Jedi, because Return of the Jedi, I call it the Throne Room battle because not only is it Luke. Wow! Finally okay. facing. Right, this is going to be an intense. This is going to be an intense duel. Yeah. Okay. Luke finally facing his father. Yep. But he's doing it in the belly of the whale. He's doing it in front of the emperor. He's like the, the evil incarnate is sitting there watching him. So not only like, could you imagine being Luke? It's like you got to go kill your father. Says Obi Wan and Yoda, and it's like I can't. I can't do it. Well, your only hope. Okay, I'm going to do it. Right. But. He wants to do it his way, but beside that. But first of all, that's a very first of all, it's very interesting. Let me dig deep on that yeah. for one second. They tell him you have to face Vader. You must face, yeah, not kill Vader. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. but but Luke fills in the blanks. Sure, sure. Luke you, knows. I can't. You. I can't kill my own father. Well, the Emperor has already won. Okay. You yeah, are yeah. our only hope. Yoda spoke of another. The other he spoke of your twin sister. Right. So, so you're implying there that. The implication is that Obi Wan is like you got to kill him. You're you're gonna like ultimately like you have to go face him again, which and, is more Yoda's thing. Yeah, which leaves a little bit more open ended. Many things could happen because in the cave, he failed by attacking Vader right. and bringing your weapons. You won't need them, you know. Right. But what I got from this is that Obi Wan thinks that Vader is lost. Luke, yeah. they're still good in him. I felt it. And it's like, no, 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 you're going to have to face Vader and dispatch him because you have to then face the Emperor, dispatch him, and then you've saved the galaxy. Right. That's, that's, a, that's a tall order. That's a tall order. So for me in the, in the throne room, Return of the Jedi, is that you're facing down your father who's a masterful Sith. But in the background, you're like, oh, i got to still deal with the Emperor after this. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is like – he is the, in the worst position. Right, right. And so look, his father helps so, him with that. And this, Yes, because he, he, wouldn't, have, beautiful he wouldn't have walked out of there. So throne room. 
All right, Return so, of the Jedi, that's in there. All right, so here come the debates. Here come the debates. Okay, here are my other – I have Throne Room, Return of the Jedi. I have Phantom Menace, Duel of Fates. Those are my two nominees. Then I have Empire Strikes Back because I still feel that is still my favorite because of the implications – of the characters, sure. the way it's lit. That was my number five. That the was way, in there, yeah. The, the way it's lit is iconic to me because it just has sunk in so many years. Yes. Is that the force is with you, young Skywalker, but you're not a Jedi yet. Yeah. And he's up at the top of the stairs, and it's the orange glow and the yeah, blue, yeah. and the there's and you can't yeah. see Vader's like it uh, visage. You can only see the shape of the helmet yeah. and just silhouette because they're in the dark. And then they fight in there in the chamber, and then the, it it gets under a bridge, and then Vader's throwing the things with the Force, and he sucks through the window, and then he's on that ledge, and then he cuts off the hand, and then the reveal, yeah, yeah, Darth yeah. Vader reveals his true self: "I am your father." Yeah. So yeah. Empire is up there. That's my nominee, and my last nominee. You, you you have to know this is coming. Which one? The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi oh lightsaber oh my God. duel. This, this is going to be a much shorter debate than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Look, you, you don't like that, dude. Oh, How I, could you disagree, though, that that it's Kylo ter- Ren Ray taking on the Praetorian Guards is one of the best lightsaber duels or lightsaber oh, okay. fights? Yeah, yeah, Okay, so first of all. Um, first oh, of all, you're going to get me on a technicality. Yeah, yeah. First of all, it's not a lightsaber fight. Eliminated. Lightsaber duel. It's not a lightsaber duel. Get me with a technical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I said, there's going to be a much shorter debate than we thought. So, all right. So, look, that's already off the table, which is fine. I knew that was coming because you already brought up some other ones. But I've made, I've made my 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 choice clear. Yes, but it's even true. though it's not Damn a lightsaber it. duel, it's, it's not, not a lightsaber, lightsaber duel. It's a lightsaber battle. There's, it's a fight that has lightsabers in it, but there's never a duel. It's not a. There's it's no. A, yeah, there's no. Uh, I mean, so there's no choo choo in that entire film. You wouldn't have accepted Kylo Ren and Luke Skywalker because the lightsabers never meet. Um, well, they do technically meet, so it's not. It's it's a duel of sorts. It's a yeah. It's not a duel because it's only one interaction, but it right. is. That's more relevant to the nomination than the Last Jedi scene, which is not even a lightsaber thing. It's just there's like right. some kids. R- I throwing. took I took duel as the lightsaber duel as like a maybe a set piece. So the last Jedi, actually, let's put that out there to the listeners. What okay. do you think? Okay, we we okay. I am going to concede. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, because it, it's very clear that it, it's not a duel. It's not a duel. So I'm removing the last Jedi, uh, re- regrettably so. But yeah. out there to the listeners, is it correct that we lost it? Should it be in the conversation at least? It doesn't have to be a nomination. <laughs> in the conversation, is it, is it qual- um, is it qualified? Is it qualified? Yeah. And and moreover, is the Luke Kylo Ren because lightsabers actually don't meet? Luke and Kylo Ren never clash lightsabers. Oh, you're talking about the N one? Yes, the N one. Oh, okay, no, no, yeah, the N one does not count. Okay, because they never clash. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. I mean, no, because um, so then the Last Jedi being the only in the N one, there's movies, not even a lightsaber. There's only one lightsaber there. True. Okay, it's not very I, true. I thought you were talking about technically mm-hmm. because in the Last Jedi is the only Star Wars movies is the only Star Wars movie without a lightsaber duel, right? It, it right like it From also the I, definition of it. It's the only here. Let me rephrase that. It's the only saga film mm-hmm. without a lightsaber duel. Is is uh, the Last Jedi? Yeah, right? yeah. Um, 
but you do have the one scene, which is I thought you were referring to. Oh, Ben and Luke. Yeah, their lightsabers do clash. Right. In that. They do. In that. In that but, scene. But then that's I not would, really a fight. They're just. And it's I would like a disqualify block. that because it's like a flashback. It's a flashback. You, you don't, don't see it. You don't know if it's real. If right. like like how it actually went down. Right. The Rashomon. Right. The effect. Rashomon effect. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll concede and All I'll right. get and I'll get rid of that. So right now we have Throne Room, Return of the Jedi. Phantom Menace, Duel of Fates. Yeah. Uh, this, is easy one. this is easy one. We, we get rid of Sidious Yoda and we put in the Empire one. I'm willing to concede that because Ooh, you're like right this. that it's got a very powerful finale, mm-hmm. right? Like a lightsaber duel is only as good as its conclusion. Right. You know? And the I con- like that. And the conclusion of Sidious Yoda is Yoda running away. It's not, it's not a great conclusion. No. The conclusion no. of Anakin and Obi-Wan is Darth Vader. Is Darth Vader. That's, the conclusion – okay, so we have Throne Room, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Phantom Menace. conclusion is the uh, – Vader saves him. The fulfillment of the prophecy. Fulfillment of the prophecy. Yeah. And, and uh, there is good in him. Vader Yeah, the redemption of the greatest character in the history of storytelling there it in my is. opinion. Yeah. Phantom Menace for the visuals, for the choreography, yeah. for the echoes to A New Hope by Obi-Wan losing his own mentor. Yeah, beautiful. That's in there. Yeah. Empire Strikes Back. We have Luke realizing his father. Yeah, that Darth Vader is Jack and Skywalker. Yeah. Set a trap for him somewhat. It did set a trap for him. Yeah. Shows up. Luke goes in completely he's not ready. Goes yeah. in, loses his hand, almost dies, learns his father is Darth Vader. <sighs> Stakes never been higher. Yeah. Obi-Wan, Anakin on Mustafar in Revenge of the Sith. Darth Vader becomes You were my Darth brother, Vader. Anakin. Yep. All right. That's... I can I can live by this. Yeah, you were supposed to bring balance to the force, not leave it in darkness. <laughs> not leave it in darkness. Yeah, I hate you. <laughs> I thought you hated sand too. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So. so look, we got a, so far. We got a very we got a hard hitting list. Yeah, we. How do. are we on time? We're at fifty minutes. Fifty minutes. About that. All right. Let's keep going. Let's we'll keep, keep going. going and see what happens. And yeah. We, we might wrap it up and see. You know, if you get three episodes of this, this is the nice thing about. Yeah, because we just. Ultimately, we're just talking about Star Wars. We're just talking about yeah. Star Wars. We're celebrating. But also, it's the rule of two. Right. We're Sith. Right. We make the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the Sith. Yeah. We can do what we want. You know what? Uh, today, we're taking yeah. Friday off. All right. Yeah. Best editing in the Star Wars movies is best editing. is on the chopping block right now. What do you have? Oh, no, it's me. It's you. I'm yeah, up yeah. first. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm going uh, number one, old school, original, won the Oscar, A New Hope. I'm going to say that I also have a new hope. Yep. And we have a little story that we want to talk about with that. Yep, but we, we sure know, do. We know episode one is uh, – I'm sorry, episode four is in. Yep. yep. Uh, my next uh, nomination is Empire Strikes Back. I love it. It's Empire Strikes Back. It's, there's a lot of editing that really – and I did I, – I just thought about this one very – like one, A New Hope. We'll get into that because of the history. Yeah. But – it, it passed the eye test. You know the eye test when you're watching like a football team? You're like, the eye test, they look good. Yeah, right? yeah, you don't have yeah. to look at stats. Sure, sure. I then, with Empire Strikes Up, these, all of these jumped out to me as being – they passed the eye test editing-wise. Okay, yeah. so New Hope, okay. Empire Strikes Back, yep. Revenge of the Sith, yep. and Rogue One. Okay, so put Revenge of the Sith in because obviously I have it in mind I as well. I figured you did. Okay, so New Hope and Revenge of the Sith are in there. Yeah, Um now, this is where it will get interesting. Okay, so I have two that I don't think – two that you don't have. Okay. Okay. That's fair enough. I have – and uh, 
If you say solo, I'm going to kill you. No, 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 no. But (laughs) actually, that's a very poorly edited film. It's a good, yeah. It's probably the worst one. It it is. Um, Uh, I I, I I have the Phantom Menace in there. I don't know if I can do that, but okay. I have the Phantom Menace in there because, and I have a very specific reason for it. Okay. You know, I'm willing to to hear it. And I think it all (laughs) comes together in a few moments. Actually, three gigantic moments. Okay. Okay. Moment number one, and we're just talking editing. Yeah. Okay. Let's yeah. Let's remember that, like you know, Riley and I are both cinephiles in our own right. I went to film right. school. Riley went to theater. Was it theater? Theater and film school. Yeah. Theater and yep. film school. Yep. yep. We're both. We love the art form of cinema. Yes. You know, we know Absolutely. how to shoot. We know how to edit. Yep. We know how to write. You know, we like making movies. Yep. You know, like we yep. always. We both aspire to tell stories. Exactly. Right. Now, editing is a huge part of that. Right. And we have some great editors here at Collider. Yep. Editing is is editing so is what happened. Yeah, I mean it it's is, it, it can it pieces together everything. It, it can save a movie. It can it can hinder a movie. It yeah. can it can make that movie an Oscar winner. Yeah. just depending so, on the situation. So George Lucas, a seasoned veteran, is very very well aware of this. Mm. And when he came back for the Phantom Menace, he obviously wanted to show off some things. And and there was a few set pieces that he was thinking about in his head. Mm-hmm. One of them, the pod race. Yeah. If yeah. you look at the pod race on its own, forget forget that you don't like it or that it's too long or whatever. You know, as a little side note, look at the pod race and then look at the deleted scene from the last Jedi Canto bite scene and you'll see that they're almost like like one is trying to clone the other without actually even knowing what they're doing, right? <laughs> um yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like that line in Jurassic Park. It's like you know, like standing on the shoulders of giants without having to earn it. Right. But, okay. All but right. Um, and look, and you can make a good point that like the pod race is built on Ben Hur, right? Yeah, like, like on the original Ben Hur, and it yeah. is to a certain degree. It is. But it's pushing it forward. It's pushing it forward. You can't deny that it doesn't push it forward. Where in Canto Bight, it takes a massive step backwards. Um, I so, can never, I can never defend Canto Bight. So yeah, it's, it's fine. <laughs> right. All right. So that's one. Then the second masterful piece of editing in that film for me is the scene where you first see um, Darth Maul, and mm. uh, or, or not 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 where you first see Darth Maul, but where Darth Maul first fights Qui Gon. When the when Darth Maul, when the double doors open up, and uh, he's standing there, and and Darth Maul is there waiting for them. Uh, or, or oh oh I'm no, sorry no, 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 no. on Tatooine on Tatooine got yeah, yeah, yeah. it that's yeah. you know what that's some, that's some good editing yeah. it's 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 absolutely gorgeous editing sure and then like it ends with that like cut 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 action lightsaber 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 first time in the movie you see two lightsabers clash with each other mm-hmm. so the first time there was actually like a lightsaber fight and then it ends with that shot because and you still don't know. I mean, obviously you knew because it was all over the marketing materials, but in the film narrative, right. you still don't know that it's a double-bladed lightsaber. Right, right? exactly. He, he's only used one part of it. That's you know? right. And there is that great shot because it's like Qui-Gon jumps onto the ship yeah. and you get that behind-the-scenes shot of Maul <laughs> and it flies away as he – Right, but he doesn't look disturbed. He doesn't look angry. He's like, well, I'll get him next time. Yeah, he's like, ah, see you next time. Yeah, yeah. you know, um, and then, of course, the scene – that uh you know that I believe to a certain degree is the most copied scene in action films. Oh, okay. Um, is the grand finale of the Phantom uh, Menace, mm-hmm. which has and if you watch um, 
if you watch uh, Black Panther, if you watch Infinity War, mm-hmm. they're carbon copies of this oh, structure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, in The Phantom Menace, you have three fights that are all intercut with each other, right? And the editing of these three fights with each other is the art form, right? So you have a space battle mm-hmm. of young Anakin with like that, you know, those uh, like Nubian speeders or whatever they call those ships mm-hmm. going in and trying to take out the uh, Federation bases, right? You had um, a massive land battle between uh, the Gungans and um, all the droids, Mm -hmm, right? And that's all intercut into this thing with the shields and like Jar Jar, some of the less entertaining pits, but it's part of it. And then the third, you had the one-on-one fight, right? You had Mm -hmm. the fight of, um, you know, the duel. The The duel, yeah. So if you look at – But it's an echo of Return of the Jedi. It did the same thing. Yeah, the cut to the space battle – Endor, duel. Without a doubt. Yeah. First of all, first that's of all, what I love. That's the echoes in the Star Wars. First universe. of all, you're 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 a thousand percent right. Um, and like, in I think obviously in Phantom Menace, he pushes it to the next level a little bit. But you're mm-hmm. absolutely right. It's the same exact thing from that. But if you also look like like Black Panther, you got the same exact thing. You got the land battle. Um, you got this little space battle with the guy from The Hobbit, and then you got the one-on-one. Yeah. You know, in Infinity War, you get a lot of the same things, mostly like the one-on-ones and the and the land battle. You don't get so much of the flying. There, they just look like Gungans. I mean, like yeah, the yeah, technology of the Black Panther people looks like Gungan technology. Right, right. With the, with the dome and everything, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's why I think Phantom Menace requires serious consideration okay. for best editing. Okay? All right. Well, yeah. Okay, so you got A New Hope. Yeah, so you had Revenge of the Sith, yeah. Phantom Menace. What's and, your fourth? And my fourth is The Force Awakens. Wow. Okay. Oh, look at you. Yeah. <laughs> you, got, you, got a, you got a sequel in here. I, I like it. I do have a sequel in there. And I look, everybody knows I'm not the biggest fan of The Force Awakens. No, I know. That's why I'm like, oh, look at you. <laughs> but if you look at it just from a pure exercise in editing, there's some very, very well-constructed yeah. cinematic moments in that film. It's pretty good. That rely on editing as a good storytelling device. I, I would agree, and I, I immediately think we were talking about Ray's theme and the introduction of Ray. Here's the thing about the introduction of Ray and something that I pull out from the thematic work of yep. J.J. is that you, you, you meet Kylo Ren first and Poe Dameron and he's on Jakku. Then you meet Finn and you know him escaping and taking Poe and trying to do that. But what do they all have in common is that they're all wearing a mask to start, mm. right? And then you immediately on a great wipe where you think you're in space, but it's actually like this dusty background. You think it's space. Boom, Ray comes in with her face and in, in a mask. Right. Everybody has a mask. Force Awakens is the deconstruction of their masked identities. Right, right. With the exception of Poe, maybe. Poe's po not. Yeah, Poe's not even a. a Poe knows who he is. Yeah, Poe's not a real character in Star Wars, by the way. Right. Poe is. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Poe is a cocky, yeah. you know, guy, but you know he but, doesn't. But need even a mask. the editing in that scene, right? Yes. Like, like that whole famous thing. This will begin to make things right. Yes. Um, That's not bad. Like when they are, when they're talking to each other, and you see BB-8 coming through, like the little like uh, beaded curtain thing or whatever, like that little entrance that they have. Right. There's a cut in there. Yeah. And it's a good. It's a really good cut. And then um, seeing Kylo come down and like the light, you know, and like the way that that's cut with the way that you know they drag Poe over. There's some really good sharp editing in that movie. You know what? You like? I didn't have any sequel movies in my editing and because you know why i thought they're all they all 
work because they're all done by very good editors, but they didn't stand out to me like right. the ones I listed. You're changing my mind with Force Awakens. Yeah, which is not something that I actually want to do. I, I want to save. I want to save the Phantom Menace. I know. So, so, so you wh- want to save Phantom Menace, and I don't. Yeah, I don't want to save it. Okay, so which ones do you have? Which, which two do you have that I don't have? Uh, a New Hope and Revenge of the Sith. No. Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, I have uh, Empire Strikes Back and Rogue One. Rogue One stands out to me because it may, it's like the editing is so well done because there are times in that movie that you feel like you're watching a war movie. Sure, Star Wars. Yeah. But like a truly like epic but here's the war problem. movie. Here's the problem Ooh. with Rogue One. Um, I can lose it for Force Awakens. <laughs> All right, hold up. But just let me give you my problem All right, with, go. with, with I love Rogue that. One, okay? Yeah. Because it's about it's about prioritization here. Okay, okay. okay. Um, Rogue One has terrible pacing. You think so? It doesn't have good pacing. Yeah. It's got great pockets. Like, I've seen Rogue One a bunch of times. And yeah. You know, like... when The when, middle section, I can kind of get when, with you on that. When you're watching a movie and you've seen it a bunch of times, you mm-hmm. fall into the fast-forward effect. Right. right? Like, like you always know exactly which scenes you fast forward. Right. And there's a lot of fast forwarding for me with Rogue One at times. There's some great scenes in it. Like the opening with, with Krennic is incredible. Yeah. I love the Tarkin stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, anything with Darth Vader is awesome. Like, you know, there's some moments like like the uh, final battle. Like uh, Scarif is incredible. Yeah. So, you know. There, That's there, why, I mean, you know what? It, it, I'm going to your point because you brought up some like action sequences for Phantom Menace and I think that's what your comment I know what you're saying though there yeah. are some lagging moments in Rogue One yeah. and when you're talking about editing what does the editor do they they keep the pace of the film yeah yeah they keep the pace they of the film the energy, and they, they, they the highlight heart, they, the yeah. set pieces right and I look some people can say oh well Phantom Menace has bad pacing too I don't know if Phantom Menace has bad pacing Phantom Menace it has, has some slow parts the you know? the uh, for me the slowest part is the ba- is the uh, is the pod race I think that's where it drops to a crawl at times. Yeah, that's um, fine. I mean, I think of before that the setup to it, you know, when you're with Smee and in the in Jar Jar. Well, yeah. Jar Jar makes you feel like the world stood still. Yeah, it's which like is he, so weird. And one one day we promised the listeners we're going to give them a Jar Jar episode. I'll do a Jar Jar. We'll episode. do a Jar Jar episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, hashtag I, the Jar Jar episode. I it's met coming, Ahmed yeah. Best. I've never met him, but the nicest guy. Yeah, that that would be a look. I'm not a huge Jar Jar fan, and I was there with everybody else with the pitchforks. Right. Um, but now that we had so much time to sort of sit on it, you know. Anyway. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's get back to this because uh, yeah, the best editing, editing is taking the longest out of all of them. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think the score. Took yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. okay, so we have a New Hope and Revenge of the Sith that we kind of agreed. Yeah. Are locked in. Um, then you have Phantom Menace. You have Force Awakens. I have Empire Strikes Back and Rogue One. I'm willing, just okay. based off of your, and, and you, it rings completely true, get rid of Rogue One. Okay, we get rid of Rogue I'm One. I'm getting rid of Rogue yeah. One because, one, who cares? Yeah. You know, it's like, I, I get it. I'm not going di- to die on that island with Luke Skywalker and Rogue One. <laughs> right. All right, look, and it is, it is Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Like, Empire is... But Empire, but the reason I took Empire off my list was because it, it did reuse shots. Yes, I know you're saying, but just for the Battle of Hoth. Now, that's a big action set piece. If you think about the flow of Incredible Empire flow. Strikes Back. Incredible flow. You have two yeah, yeah, yeah. storylines going. Fine, oh, fine, okay, that fine, was easy. Fine. All right. So, uh, it's a, look, and this is the problem. This is almost the Golden Lightsabers, a.k.a. 
how does Empire Strikes Back not win every single uh, yeah, like, nomination? You know what? We should probably fill you all in with that. Yeah. We basically said we could probably give Empire Strikes Back every award. Um, <laughs> but it's because, not, I mean, it's not good on every level. It's not good on every level. No, but it, no, it is that good in my opinion. Oh, I thought – I mean I would say that there's – yes, it's good on every level, of course. But there are other movies that I would put sometimes over Empire right. for certain things. It's tough. But yeah. It's tough. I'm with you on that. But the dual storylines, in order to keep us invested so well, that editing, whether it's a different shot of our heroes, yeah. like that great – you brought it up off air with like Han kissing Leia for the first time, how close and intimate we are, and then a great cut, and there's 3PO, and you get the scale. Yeah, you yeah. Get it's the, incredible. It's incredible. But, okay, but, but, but so if I give in to <laughs> Empire and recognize its merits, mm. we have left – Phantom Menace and Force Awakens, which are two of yours. Because we agreed on New Hope. See, I could – it's hard for me to give in on Phantom though because of the it, – it, it just doesn't – on paper for me, again, the eye test. I know, but like let's put – because look, we already have some great edited films yeah. that, that, but, that are nominated. Mm. So you put Phantom Menace against Force Awakens. Mm. Phantom Menace is a better edited film. It's more <sighs> – it's way more – it's more sophisticated in my opinion. I mean – just, I mean, is because they are using more green screen? Or are they using? No, it's just because forget forget green screen. Um, like editing is just like you know, how do you like connect connect the shots, right? Connect the right. takes. Um, how do you tell this? Like, how do you use moving picture and connect moving picture together to tell story? Damn it! I was hoping you wouldn't go there. It's just like it's truth because that's what Lucas did. He said you can just play the music, no dialogue. And you will get the story. Yeah, yeah. Did you know who edited the prequels? All of them? No, no, no. Ben Burt. Okay, okay. I, I, I found this out. He did yeah. all three of them. He did all three of them. Ben Burt, who was the famously created the sound design in the original Star Wars trilogy. Oh, uh, oh did he really? Yeah, he did. Well, he came up with the lightsaber, the, really? the blasters. Oh, ben wow. Burt is a not legend this, of I, sound. I design. learned something on, on Rule of Two every show. He and I learned this today when I was doing research. I went, "Who edited these movies?" Okay, okay, okay. Wait a minute. Ben Burt did all of the editing on the prequels with some backup from Lucas himself. Right. So I'm willing to concede and put in Phantom Menace for your one point because you don't need dialogue. Yeah. You that really movie don't. can play and you can actually get the story, and that's editing. Yeah, that's, that's editing. That's visuals. Yeah. So what's the final list? New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Revenge of the Sith, and Phantom Menace. Yeah. So two. So Force Awakens almost made it. Force Awakens. I want to be clear; it, it almost made it, but it didn't quite make it. I would also close, but no cigar. I would also say. say Return of the Jedi should be an honorary <coughs> mention because of that last battle alone. Yeah, just the intercut. All right, so look. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, go really quick because we uh, Riley and I had an off mic conversation about this, but it's really interesting. Mm. And this is where I will stand against Lucas. Um, so in the special editions. Um, the uh, Library of Congress wanted to collect uh, X amount of like uh, of its historical hundred best movies of all time, right? And they had this thing, and they got the movies, and they asked everybody to submit the negatives for for the movies that were chosen. Mm-hmm. When Episode One, Star Wars, was was one of the movies chosen, yep. They asked George Lucas for the negative, and uh, George Lucas gave them the negative, but he gave them the negative of the of the enhanced version or whatever, the special edition. Mm-hmm. And, and the, uh, the people at the Library of Congress are like, no. 
Mm. Like, you can't do this. Right. Like, we want the version that Marsha Lucas yes. cut. Yes. That won the Academy Award. Yes. That is the version that should be memorialized. Absolutely. And he's like, oh, he's like, oh, no, it's my movie. So this is the only version you get. Right. And to this day, he has not sent them the original uh, version. No, that's that's there's your answer, folks, on will we ever get a un, uh, special edition Blu-ray of the original Star Wars cuts? Answer, no. George Lucas is going to hold those. He doesn't want to. Right. He right. won't. And that's interesting. I wonder if Disney can do that without Lucas's blessing. I don't know. I think there's got to be something like a clause in his contract. <laughs> right, right. That he, I, I think he will die on that island with Luke Skywalker. Right. That's I don't think he wants, I don't think he looks at his old movies, the ones we grew up on, with. I think he looks at those as incomplete in his head. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, sad. But yeah, right. Richard Chu was a film editor, Paul Hirsch, and then Marsha Lucas famously came in and quote unquote saved the movie because. It needed some help in the editing department of Marsha Lucas. Yeah. She was there. All right. So we so got look, those. So we have three categories left. We have best villain, best opening crawl, and best ending. Yep. And we're an hour and about 15 minutes in. Damn. It's long. It's long. Do we – I bet – you know what? Let's do this. We're at best villain. How many villains are there? I bet this could be a quick one. And then we'll finish the rest next time. But we'll end it with best villain. Yeah, because that's – I mean, Star Wars is the best villain franchise. Yes, right? it is. So I it's mean, it's only as good as its villains. I feel like we're going to share most, if not all, of these. <sighs> yeah, w- I, I mean, but that's just you know what? This might be a four for four. It might be. I, I'm just off uh, the top right, of so my head. So who goes first? You go first. You did? Did I do editing last? Yeah, I did editing. You, you go talk first. first, or I talk yeah, first? You talk first. You talk first. I talk first. <laughs> you talk first. <laughs> I love that. Um, all right. So my villains. Yeah. My favorite of all of them, and I had to, like, even though Darth Vader is my favorite character yeah. in storytelling, my favorite villain mm-hmm. in Star Wars, because I do believe that Darth Vader is not a villain. Like, well, I, I mean, mean, you know, he's going to... Darth Vader is the, you know, it's almost like the Holy Trinity, right? It's like the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's like three leaves of the same clove right? or whatever. But... um but my favorite villain, like that, that is irredeemable in the film, right? Is a true villain. Yeah, um, is Palpatine. Yep, Darth okay? Sidious. But actually, I want to say something. Irredeemable is not a um, a qualification to be a, a a villain. A villain. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No. All right. So I mean, I was think when you think irredeemable, it, you think of Palpatine. Yeah, because he yeah. he went out. He yeah. went out as well, What a great character, in. right? I mean, do you have him on your list? Oh, yeah, of course. Darth That's... Sidious, Palpatine is on my list. All right, cool. My second one, Darth Vader. On my list. Okay. And, you know, just to be specific, if we give – if, I, I if love we were your... to win the, yeah. the golden lightsaber, it's the Darth Vader with the helmet. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> right? Of course. Of yeah, course. Yeah. And, and you have to have Vader on there, and I get what you're saying. I love, actually, your take being a character and not a villain – Right. Because of his redemption, because of the history with the prequels, yeah, I tend to agree with you. But yes, Darth Vader's on there. Darth Sidious, Palpatine is on there. All right. My third one is Darth Maul. He is on there as well. Okay, because Darth Maul, even though had such little screen time. Yeah. I mean, he. I, I give him almost a pass, and I know we're just talking about the movies here, but his arc in the Clone Wars and in Rebels is yeah. amazing. And sadly, we're not getting Darth Maul in a solo sequel, even though <laughs> right. he was in there. Right, right. Oh, Which is very boy. strange to me. But yeah, that was a- – Especially because like – you know, anyway. Uh, uh, yeah, that's a beside the yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. And my number four, I think this is going to be pretty obvious, it's Boba Fett. 
Oh, okay. You went Boba Fett. Okay, I went so Boba Fett. I went yeah, Boba yeah, Fett. Yeah. So we didn't go four for four? No, we didn't go four for four. So we went four. three for three, which is a new record. Three for three, and then I don't I, – I, Kylo Ren. Mm. Come on. Like I, I can't allow Boba Fett in there because Boba Fett goes out like a B.I. you know what. Yeah, you know what? I'll give you that. <laughs> that was the easiest right. argument I've ever won. You're right because Kylo, Kylo, Kylo is, is fascinating. Kylo's fascinating. Kylo is uh, he is slowly becoming one of my favorite characters in the new sequel trilogy because of his complexity. Yeah. He is just he, there, I mean, one he's yelling and screaming and he's got the Anakin wine down, like you know, like ah, screams at you. Get he's Anakin's me. grandson. He's Anakin's grandson. He, you could tell he's Anakin's grandson. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just the the weirdness of him, like he's not wanting Ray to like he want he wants to collect Ray because she's so powerful. He doesn't care about Ray. He might have lied to her about the parents, and she might have jumped in on there. But he kills his father in order to. Make the final transition right. to the dark Even side. Even though that scene was not well edited. Not well edited. Yeah. I'll give you, you that. Know, now that we're talking about this. But not, not had, didn't have great special effects. Yeah. Or it was a little bit like, oh, here's a bridge to nowhere. But I'm yeah. sorry. Go ahead. Bridge Go ahead. to nowhere. But this character killing his father, okay, being as whiny and whatever it is. But then The Last Jedi, say what you will about it, really amped up his character. He took out his his leader. He really pulled that rule of two Sith thing. Right. But not even I, – I hope they bring something in with the Sith. They have to. They have nine. to bring him an apprentice. Right? I, I, yeah. I really think so. But he We're did, also going to change the name of the show. Yeah. But it, he did what every Sith is destined to do. Yeah. Kill his master and assume power. So that's great. But he couldn't – But just but he's not a Sith. He's but a, just he's a three Knights scenes earlier. Yeah. He, he couldn't kill his mother. Right. He he hesitated. That is so complex. That is so fascinating to me. And the big there's a big conversation happening right now. But but he but it's like that old saying. It's like the guy who ties the cow is just as guilty as the guy who stabs it. Yeah. Um, he did not pull the trigger. No, but, but he, he was, passed the buck to the ship behind him, who did blow a hole. His, his minions were right next to him, going, "I wonder what's going on. Better shoot, you know." Right. Yeah. So he didn't stop them. He didn't stop them. But I think he got lost in the light side of the force. I think he felt his mother. You heard the Princess Leia's music. You heard Han and Leia's music, actually. And he, he, he disappeared in hearing her. And in the novelization, Leia and Ben connect via mind. And that hesitation then allows the two guys next to him to shoot. So – that's complex to me. Yeah, I, it is. I, it I is. Think, it's good. It's good. Look. I think Kylo Ren. I mean, I will give you Kylo. Other, what are the other options though? Grievous. I love Grievous, but I, he's not a he, he's not a gold he, he's not a golden lightsaber type of guy. No, I, I would argue Dooku's great. Yeah, but I don't think a golden lightsaber guy either. No, I mean, I think you could kind of go into his history of yeah, the Boba Jedi Fett, order. Just just to give my little argument for yeah, Boba yeah, Fett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let I'll me not give Boba up. Fett. Let, let me not give up on Boba Fett. Right. Even though I do like Kylo, and, yeah. I, and I'm with you that this is really, for me, in my mind, between Boba and Kylo. Right. Is that Boba Fett is one of the most iconic looking bad guys Hands in down. the history of bad guys. Hands down. Like, absolutely. He is more iconic than Kylo Ren. The, the co- yes, absolutely. Because Kylo Ren has, has is a, his identity is evolving a little right. bit like, like, like Anakin's does, right? Mm-hmm. Into Darth. Um, 
of going from the helmet to without the helmet, right? Yeah, he's right. He's not. He's like becoming one of the first villains. Well, I guess Sidious uh, doesn't have. And a like, helmet. look, his toys did a lot better when he had the helmet. Oh, as when he did not have the helmet. There, I'm wondering what episode nine will do because this is a business after all. Merchandising is huge. Yeah. You got to put a helmet back and on Kylo. I believe, and I might get this wrong. And I know we don't fact check here, just like in uh, in the Great Round no, Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we don't really fact check, <laughs> but. Um, I believe that the most expensive Star Wars collectible of all time okay. is a Boba Fett, yep. original Boba Fett Kenner yep. prototype yes. that has a... The firing rocket. The firing rocket. You're right. Yeah. Okay. The most expensive one out of all of them. Because it was a prototype and never made it to production. Yes. And don't, don't discount, because I'm sure there's plenty of other prototypes that never made it to production. Sure. Don't discount that it's that plus multiplied... By the fact that it's Boba Fett. Yeah, I mean, I always said about Boba Fett is it, it's the costume that launched a thousand stories. It's like... Very it, well said. It, Kylo Ren has not launched anything. No, today. no. But, but to Kylo Ren's part is that the movies are doing the heavy lifting for that character. Like, Boba Fett just I think the art it. design did a lot of the heavy lifting. The art design, design, sure. But his character and the writing and, and what I detailed in The Last Jedi kind of stuff. But Boba Fett just shows up. Doesn't do and anything. Doesn't do anything. He basically follows Han. He just stands there. No disintegrations. You see Slave One follow Millennium Falcon to Bespin. You see him shoot at Luke a little bit. And then he puts Han and Carbonite onto the ship and he's gone. And then what does he do in Return of the Jedi? Not much. Not much. He Die. shoots. He shoots at Luke. And he gives then somebody a nod. He gives a great nod. He gives a nod, and yeah. then he shows up. He does the jetpack, so we do see a little Boba Fett action. Boba Fett! Lands, and then Han runs into him, and he's in the Sarlacc, and that's all we got. That's now, we got. if we get a but Boba then Fett... We, but then we go to the prequels. Yeah, prequels, Jango Fett. Boba Fett's not really... Boba Fett is Jango. So, but, well, but, he's the clone of Jango. He's the clone of... So or like, the son. To your point of how it launched a thousand stories, mm-hmm. Boba Fett... Was never I, I I look and you know I love Lucas's forward thinking. Sure, he never thought when he when Obi Wan is talking about the uh, the the uh, Clone Wars with Luke that Boba Fett was the clone that got cloned in the Clone Wars. No, and I I love the, I love the story of that though. I love that Boba Fett is essentially a clone trooper because he is he's he's a a, a clone. He's yeah he's like the special. Son, or, or he's a clone of Django, Django but none, but none of the like uh, accelerated growth yes. and very, very interesting. Yeah, it is interesting, and I Look, love that. And, and like we started the show over like probably three hours ago at yep, this point, but we started half, yep. <laughs> talking about this new television series, and this new television series is about Mandalore. Well, that's the rumor. I don't know if it's been confirmed yet. Sure, but the fact that it's even a rumor and believable shows that's... you like, wow, this is really cool. It's not like they're starting a TV series about the Knights of Ren. No. Which and they're mean? and they're starting the, and I and I believe you can go into some of the the rebels episodes that we've already had in the animation is we have Mandalores oh, we yeah, have yeah, yeah. all that there is a rich mythology there remains to be seen if that's what Favreau's yeah. show so, is going to be about but we'll see so where do we go we have Darth uh, we have uh, Kylo and Boba yep we have well I thought we were conceding I thought Kylo was in there and Boba Fett's out. Is that what we thought? That's what you said. We have it on. We have it on tape. <laughs> At first, but then I started thinking about it. Um, <laughs> all right, wait a minute. I feel like I'm getting checkmated here because I can't do Boba Fett over Kylo Ren. 
You can't do it. No, because he didn't do anything. If we just take the movies, just the movies, which is what this is, he doesn't do much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, Not what he means, but what he does. It's what he – yeah, what he does. Right now, Kylo Ren, if we're just talking Kylo Ren and but, Boba right, Fett. But conversationally speaking, yes. you can admit that Boba Fett um, means more to Star Wars than Kylo Ren does. Right now at least. Right now at least. I, I would say we TBD on Kylo Ren until episode nine wraps because if Kylo Ren redeems himself somehow and saves whatever and does pulls or, a Vader. Or, or has some great arc. Or has some great arc or goes out in a blaze of glory, yeah. that's going to change our conversation here. All right, fair enough. All right, all so right. this is probably the most begrudging of all of them. Even though I am a big I Kylo it. Ren, I am a big Kylo Ren fan. Okay. You have me on the point that – if you just look at the cinema itself, right. Kylo Ren is an actual character with an arc. Yes. Right? Hence a villain. Hence a villain. Where Boba Fett is more of like set dressing. He's a glorified extra. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Boba Fett, but you are. You, you didn't – I mean he's, yeah. he's one step above a stormtrooper, yeah. right? I mean he looks cool. That's and it. We That's got, it. And we That's got – yeah. That's but fair. he hasn't done much after that. You All know? right. So look – there What's it is. The final, what's the final one? Okay, so that's the best villain. Kylo Ren, Darth Vader, Darth Sidious, and Darth Maul. All right. All right. There's, there's that. That's five nomination. That's an hour and a half Damn. of rule of two. We're going to end it Sorry, there. guys. Sorry, guys. We're going to end it there, but we're going to put on uh, – we're going to pick this up next week. You guys, what do you think of these nominations? We got best theme, Imperial March, Binary Sunset Force theme. Star Wars theme, Duel of Fates. Best special effects scene is Tarkin and Rogue One, Trench Run, Coruscant Battle at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, and the Battle of Hoth. Best, best lightsaber duel, Throne Room and Return of the Jedi, Phantom Menace, Duel of Fates, Empire Strikes Back, and Obi-Wan and Anakin on Mustafar. And then we have best editing, New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Revenge of the Sith, and Phantom Menace. Finished off by best villain, Kylo Ren, Darth Vader, Darth Sidious, Darth Maul. What do you guys think of that? So far, wow, it's a good list. It's a good list so far, good, and we're not even we're not even good set of nominees. Done. It's a good set of nominees. Sorry it took so long, guys, but I have a feeling you enjoyed the hell of that as much as I did. Really, that was fun. It was talking Star Wars. We talked Star Wars. We celebrated Star Wars. Everybody, leave a comment right now. Did we get these nominations right? Who do you want to see nominated next week when we do still have best ending? Best opening crawl, and then of course best picture, director, actor, actress, supporting and supporting. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, screenplay, screenplay yeah. and we have. I'm ships. trying to go down the ships, and we also have. I can't find it, and I lost it. Whatever. Uh, yeah, best supporting and best screenplay. Yep, we got it all. So, guys, thank you very much for joining us on this special rule of two here on the Jedi Council podcast feed hosted by Podcast One. Leave your comments, like, and share this. Get it everywhere. Get everybody talking about the golden lightsabers. Mark Fernandez, that was fun. That was fun, man. That Holy was fun. Look, crap. I feel a little bit like um, like the Avengers at the end of Infinity War. I feel like <laughs> you made half of my nominations disappear. <laughs> But um, some of mine disappeared too. Yeah, yeah. Look, it was a, it was a good, it was a good old fashioned row. It was, you know. And I look forward to the next one. I look forward to the next one too. How about you guys? Why don't you hit us up on Twitter at Riley Around and at Mark Fernandez seventy six hashtag Rule of Two and Golden Lightsabers. So for Fernandez and for Riley, I will see you next week on a Wednesday when Rule of Two drops. See you then, and may the force be with you always. Napa know-how. 
Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Get ready for the tastiest breakfast under the sun. Jimmy Dean Casserole Bites. All the homemade flavors of a breakfast casserole packed into a poppable bite. You know something else? They taste good. 